Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Christiana. I see we have a friend with us today. Yes, today we have our friend Noah back with us. Oh, yes. Noah joined us last year in one of our first podcasts, and she's back again to chat with us about her story. Noah has been in alternative healthcare industry for the past 15 years or more. She completed her Bachelor's of Arts degree in humanities from Tel Aviv University and followed that by getting a diploma in holistic health practice can say that I've been one of our recipients. So since the last visit, I've been going to Noah regularly and I've been the better for it. (laughs) Yes, that's right, Christiana. Also, Noah is an RMT and has had additional training in aromatherapy, Bach flower remedies, Reiki, and professional reflexology. Welcome, Noah. Welcome, Christiana and Cherry. So nice to be back with you. We're so happy to have you back with us today. So Noah happens to be a cancer survivor, and today she is joining us to share her story and what she's learned from her experience. And you're going to want to take note. Grab a tall glass of water or put on those sneakers now and take us for a walk as we chat with our friend Noah. Welcome back, Noah. We are so pleased you're here with us today. Where do you want to start? Well, this story is take me back to when I was just turned 19. And I was part of educational activity when I volunteered to set up the class and got hit by the corner of a bench that caused me Small hematoma that is so regular and ordinary and we never pay attention to. But this nasty one didn't disappear. And from that, the snowball just rolled faster and faster downhill. And year after, where in between I was examined and tested and had autology sessions. I got the information from one of the doctors that was feeling very uncomfortable to address it, but he said, you have some kind of sarcoma, but we are really not sure what we are dealing with. It's a very rare kind of cancer. And we just have to start making all kinds of plans for a wide excision. Wow. I was, when I got this message, I was alone with him because I was very independent, very busy and, and witty person. And of course, I didn't need my parents to come with me to the doctor because I can do everything myself. And... When he addressed the message, I understood that my life is going to change forever. 
And this is what happened, and this is my story is all about. Mm. When I said that I'm listening to what I feel, I'm listening to my body, I was insisting for all these tests, although it sounds like so stupid, you have like a simple hematoma, why you're making such a big deal? I knew that something is wrong. I knew that it doesn't heal and there is something behind it. The big punchline was after the tests, the doctor said that I'm going to go into this wide excision operation. And he came the evening before to sign me on consent. And he was very technical. And he looked at me and he said, you just signed these papers. And when we open, we will know what we do. We just want to prepare you that you might get up from this surgery with amputated leg. And I look at his eyes and I said to him, I am not signing for this surgery unless you sign that you wake me up and get my permission to continue if this is the situation. Oh my goodness. Hmm. He was freaked out. He looked at me and he said, what do you think you are? And you cannot ask for these questions. And I was a surgeon when uh, I treated soldiers that came from Vietnam. And he was all about what he can do. And I was very stubborn. And I said, no, this is my body and I'll decide. And he said, what do you mean? I said to him, exactly what I said. So simple. I signed for you, you signed for me. It never happened in my career. I said to him, okay. <laughs> There's always a first. And, exactly. and he signed. Good. Very I good. I was handwriting on the papers of the consent. Wow. And he signed. And... I, the next morning, I went into the operation room with a smile because I knew <laughs> that I am holding everything in my hands. He signed. He cannot regret now, right? Mm -hmm. It was a long procedure. And when I got up, I felt my two legs. Mm. And I understood that this was just the beginning of the bottle. Wow. More mentally than physically because as a person I always was following that do it because they said you couldn't but at this situation when you have to fight the system along with your personal bottle it makes it more complicated hmm. so yeah, this is how everything started, and here I am. <laughs> what, what a story. Just the diagnosis of cancer sends, you know, people, a lot of people will just shut down because 
up until recently, people just view that as a death sentence. So most times when doctors are breaking the news, they usually will want someone else there because that person is not able to, to process anything after that. And here you were just merely a teenager. Yeah. You challenged, you know, the status quo. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and won. And also, like, yes, thank God for the advancement in scientific, what would I call it, approaches now and intervention. People are getting well, mostly from cancer, right? So it's not yeah. necessarily a death sentence anymore. However, at that time, for, for a doctor to ask you to sign, like, I mean, taking you in for this exploratory surgery, and you mean come mm-hmm. back with one leg, like I'll just, like, that was something. And I, I am so, so I'm really glad as well that doctors are becoming more sensitive because patients are now more proactive than before. Like there was a time where people, uh, there are certain cultures where you revered the doctor as God. So that was what it was trying to play. Like, you know, I'm in mm-hmm. charge, I'm the surgeon, I decide what I want for body. Brand. And, you know, thank God you are here with two legs. So, yeah. <laughs> that was something. My God. Yes. But I also love the fact that, you know, Noah was listening to her body. She was paying attention to what she was feeling and she knew what, like something was not quite right, but she also knew to stand up for herself and ask for what she needed, which I think a lot of people are so afraid of. Like you're afraid to admit that things are not right in your body. And then you're afraid to like ask and to know what the answers might be. Right. Mm -hmm. Especially with cancer, you know, the first reaction of people, when you say, no, I have cancer, people will look at you and they will say, Oh, I'm so sorry. Why you are sorry. It's mine. Mm. You know, when you tell somebody that you have diabetes, they say, I'm sorry. No. (laughs) I have migraine. They say, I'm sorry. No, but cancer is like a demon word. Yeah. And, and people, and I believe that it's because people, people are ignorant, not because they want to, just because this is the, I would say the, the mainstream of knowledge about, about cancer. There is so many kinds, there is so many ways to fight it. And at the end of the day, now when I'm looking back and during all these years, I I strongly believe that there is a 100% connection between the mental, the emotional state of people and their immune system. And basically... Each and every one of us have cancer cells in the body. Yes. But when the immune system is strong enough, it's not start being active. And here we go. It was there like probably at least 19 years and the trigger came. So this, the connection to the mental and emotional, this is for another visit, maybe next year. But I, <laughs> I strongly believe that it's there. And, and consciously, I probably understood it even then. 
and understood that the fight will be mentally and emotionally because physically we can do anything we decide we can. When I got up after the surgery and they said, you will never be able to walk without a special device on your knee. I looked at them and I said, with me, never say never. <laughs> and the way I the way I fought it was so programmed. I I had to be I had to attend my best friend's wedding three weeks after, and they didn't want to let me go. They said, you can't. We didn't start physiotherapy. And I said, so we start now. And he said, you, you're crazy. I said, maybe <laughs> I am, but I'm going to attend this wedding. I was preparing the invitation with my handwriting. I am going to be on this occasion. Mm-hmm. And he said, it never heard of. I said, okay. And the next day, the physiotherapist met me and I said to him, listen, the place that I'm going to attend have only stairs. I have to go down the stairs and up the stairs. There is no elevator. And he said, you didn't even make two steps with the crutches. How do you want to do steps? I said to him, because this is what I need. So let's go to the stairs. And for a week, I don't know. The the power that I had because I had an agenda was so strong that I learned how to walk up and how to go down. And I attended the wedding, as you can understand. Mm. And, And then all the steps after it, anything, the radiation for four months, every day. And during the radiation, I joined a gym because I said at four months radiation and then life began, right? Mm. Because they were colored everything like so dark. And I'm 19. Life is just waiting for me. Yeah. So I, I was going to the gym and I was on the treadmill and I was on the bicycle and to end my plan, I saw a small ad on the local newspaper. A couple that decided that they want to open a bookstore. And I said to myself, wow, this is two birds in one stone. I love books. A bookstore is a dream. And I will show the world. How can I stand on my legs for 12 hours every day? Hmm. <laughs> See, it's amazing. I mean, I know you you say that maybe you'll come back and talk about the, the connection with the mind and the body, but that's something that Christiana and I talk about all the time, right? Like the connection with the health of our gut and our, and our mind and like it's, and I think like with your story in particular, it is the power of what you wanted to do. It was what 
everything that you wanted to make happen, you made it, you helped make it happen in your body. You, you willed it into a place. Yeah, exactly. Mindset, like I often say, mindset is everything. You it know, really you win, is. You win the battle in your mind before mm-hmm. elsewhere. That is why, like I said, a lot of people see, see cancer as a death sentence. And that is why people tell people with cancer, I'm so sorry, because like, I'm so sorry you are dying. They won't tell that. No, but that's what it is. They're yeah, sorry it's because true. Now you have the, 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 the mark of death on your forehead. You can go anytime, right? So they are sorry. But I, I, I know it's not easy, mind you. I don't want anyone to take offense out there that is dealing, battling with cancer. But some people get diagnosed and they just die upon diagnosis. And eventually they do die very quickly. Some people get diagnosed and they come back after the period of grieving and everything. They come back resilient and say, I am going to beat this. Like Mm -hmm. presently, I have two friends going through this battle. One of them was someone that I met through work and she was diagnosed with stage three ovarian cancer. And she said, when she told us, she said, I will be back to finish my practice. And I said, amen, I know you will, you know. She went into treatment. I've been following her progress. We communicate. And like the day she lost her hair and stuff like that, and the days that were bad. But, you know, she she just kept fighting. When she went back for her blood count that I think it was so low, it it quadrupled or or something because of her determination. Because from the get-go, I said, this girl is so determined. She's going to beat this. I actually received a message from her yesterday to say, I am feeling good. I'm done my treatment, you know. So if you if you believe you you can be healed and you do I'm not saying just your mind alone but there are so many things like nutrition exercise yeah. stress stress management those things together will definitely help to get you over the hump but if you just stay there and think oh this is going to kill you it will kill you faster than you know cancer should really kill you so that is what i think anyway yeah i agree too i mean i think that With any illness, cancer, anything, like if you don't have the right mindset, if you don't want to do everything in your power to help your body heal itself, it, nothing will help, right? Like it's not going to, you're not going to heal faster. You're not going to feel better. You're not going to have a a good outlook, you know? So it, it all really does depend on how you you handle the information, how what you how you process it, and and how your outlook is. Because once you have that that you give up, if you give up, you you know you're not helping your body. Everything follows, right? So your your heart and your mind need to be in it to help you get better. And at nineteen, Noah, like man, you're right. You have the whole world at your feet. You know, there's so much ahead of you in life that, yeah, you want to fight to be able to do all those things that your friends are doing as well. Never mind what I did in my way, but I really believe that state of mind is 
starting with how much people are open to listen to themselves before they listen to others. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to health issues, it's very easy to let go the responsibility to the ones that have the titles, doctors, practitioners from all kind. But the, the little opening to the idea that this box, the body, is your castle. And whatever you feel, nobody else can feel. They can read books, they can read statistics, but they cannot have the feeling of completion, which you can have if you know your body and if you are aware and if you accept it. And it started there. So to get into state of mind of a fighter after you get the news is not born at that moment. Yeah, energy and 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 gut feeling, what we call, is a major player in any health success. Yeah, and that is why, like, when when people like everyone needs to know what they need to support themselves. Like you were talking about, you had a wedding to go to. Mm-hmm. You were determined. You also wanted to work, you know, to stand on your feet to prove. You just had something to prove. And that is why also, like, there's a quote, I, I don't remember it right now, so I'm not even going to go there. But basically saying that a lot of people sort of, they already dead, but they are still alive, right? People are dying more slowly rather than living life. If you don't have a sense of purpose, you know, you die faster. So that is why like community, spirituality, you know, support, things like that, having a sense, something to be mindful. Those things really help us to keep our health, you know, keep us strong and stuff. But if you've given up, I mean, people will just fade away. So like this is a very serious diagnosis. We're not making mild of it at all. As a student, I actually had one of my patients. It was only... I don't even, a, a, a young teenager, he had Kaposi sarcoma. Again, I think the sarcomas are more like wreck form of cancers on his palm. I think he had like a little boil and then the, the doctor said it was sarcoma. He died from it. You know, he died within the year. So you did, you came through something really serious and I'm just really in awe of your determination. But I do know you do. I know you're a very strong woman. You don't think <laughs> words, you know, <laughs> you call it say they say it. So, but I did not realize just how fierce you were at 19. My gosh. Yeah. So it's, 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 as I said, this is a life changer. So was I the right person to fight it my way? I don't know. I don't know. This, this is something that I, I believe that it was a lesson. It was a starter of a journey. I can say, oh, I'm, why it happened to me and how it happened to me. But at that point, I was 
trying to use it as a leverage to see how I can do better to what what peaks I can reach you know they said that I need some device to hold my knee I was visiting in New York I forgot that on Sunday everything is closed around Port Authority the bus station and with full confidence I'm walking on the street towards the bus station and I see three guys walking towards me it took me seconds to decide that I'm running it doesn't smell good <laughs> I was running so fast that I got to the bus station I stopped and I said to myself what just did happen now this was crazy I was running so I can run too survivor <laughs> <laughs> that was the adrenaline pumping <laughs> exactly I was flying. But to think that I, if I had a device on my knee, I wouldn't be able to walk so easily on the streets, never mind running, right? Right. So, yeah, it's, it's like, and, and, it, and the stories are going on and on and on after they finish the very intensive radiation for four months every day, every day. I was like, burned from any angle possible. They mentioned, by the way, that they didn't take eggs to freeze them. So they're not sure if I'll be able to be pregnant or not. They're not sure. But you're young. You're still young, right? So wow. when it came to the point that I got married and I wanted to have family, It crossed my mind for maybe a second, and I said to myself, "I am not going to even deal with it. I'm going to have a family. I'm going to do it as normal as possible. And yeah, I have three kids, normal pregnancies, three C-sections that everybody says, "Oh my God, how you will do it after?" A c-section and you might have problems with no I I won't have any problems because I have a baby and I have to take care of it so it's it life is bringing challenges all the time all the time but the fact that I see every challenge as a goal to reach, And to learn from and to project it wherever I can and to help other people to get into this state of mind that we were talking about and trying to have the power from within right it's like everyone have it some of us it will be come out like it came out naturally for me the others need some kind of direction and when they get it they get empowered by themselves mm-hmm. so- but maybe Christiana and Noah maybe we can talk a little bit about that because I think 
for the three of us, we are the type of people who will look at a challenge and be like, we can do it. We'll find a way. We're going to work hard. We're willing to summon that energy in us to work past whatever hurdle is in front of us or to make the best out of any situation. But what about the person who's listening that's just like, forget these three. I have no idea what they're talking about. What would you say to them? Oh, this is this is okay. This is okay. You know, if it's somebody that have the state of mind that we have, that's they will they will deal with the challenges no problem like we are doing, right? <laughs> yeah. But for the ones that have have some some issues in, in in reaching the goals and to and to beat these challenges. And it can be small, it can be big. It doesn't matter. It's some kind of stagnation that stuck them in life. And, mm-hmm. and as as Christiana said, you know, if you're stuck there and you're not fighting it, you go backwards or you go downwards. Mm-hmm. So to these patients that I see, and I see lots of them, I tell them, I'll be your cane. I'll, I'll help you to walk. When you get to the run, you can do it yourself. Goodbye. You don't need me. But the way to, I'll help you. I'll help you. And not with my story, with your story. It's not... When, when I am trying to empower other people is to show them that they can do it, that they have it. But the fact that they didn't, they didn't know it by themselves, it can be culture, it can be so many things. But once you open their eyes, they say, hmm, so I'll try because I have help. I'm not walking alone, right? Mm-hmm. But when they're when they're on the run and they can do it by themselves, naturally they won't need me anymore. They're strong enough. If they come later and they need some kind of, I would I would say maintenance. Yeah, maintenance. That's the word. <laughs> they will, like they going will. to the gym. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's it's. And and it's a it's a it's it's a change a change way of thinking and habits and these things are not happening in a day. Yeah. But but they can happen. Yes, absolutely. I'm I'm just wondering how this played into you becoming a holistic practitioner. Yeah, exactly. And then the next question I have is, being a young, such a young girl, were you able to, at that time, actually change your your whole lifestyle? Did you change your lifestyle, like in terms of your food and stuff? Yes, you did go to the gym, but did you change what you ate and stuff like that? So I know these are two separate questions, but... (laughs) So, Two totally different questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's interesting during the process of of having uh, okay the surgeries and the and, and the rehab and everything. I said to myself, 
it feels like I should be I should be a house practitioner. So at the beginning I said, yeah, I should go and study medicine. This will be this will be my route. I wanted it so much that during the four months that I was going to radiation treatment, it was an hour drive because I had to drive to Jerusalem every morning. And on the way, <laughs> on the way, I was practicing Italian because I wasn't sure that I will be accepted to any of the Israeli universities. <laughs> but there is a university in Bologna in Italy. <laughs> and I was studying Italian because I was preparing myself to an interview. Oh, wow. Uh, Make the long story short, maybe I still know how to count in Italian, but I started to study in Tel Aviv University, and after a year, I said to myself, this is not for me. It will take too long to get to a point where I'll, it will be worthwhile what I invested in uh, time-wise and in and, and life. And how do I know if I can make it? I was just battling cancer a few months ago. I have to be more practical. Mm. So I, I, took, I took a completely different way. And for years and years, I dealt with business and statistics and uh, et cetera, this corporate uh, world. And when my oldest son born, I introduced into energy healing. And he was my first patient that I treated because he suffered like many babies from ear infections. And for years I was into it. And then my dad got sick and had lungs cancer and I treated him. And whenever we came to the hospital, people were coming and sitting next to me and asked questions and felt so, so comfortable. And I remember that one day I came to my dad and I said to him, this is amazing. These visits in the hospitals are mind-blowing for me. And my birthday was closed, and my dad that knew that his life is going to be very short said to me, what would you like to have for your birthday? And I said to him, you know what? I think that I want to join this college for complementary medicine because you know the movie Patch Adams, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to be somebody like this. I want to see patients that will come in and I'll be able to change their life. And he looked at me and he says, no, I want to, I want to buy you something that will last. I said mm -hmm. to him, this is going to last forever. Mm, and yeah. this is how I started basically and formally my journey as a practitioner and during the three years of college I started seeing patients already all the rest is history and now I think that I am 
100% doing with lots of passion ever, whatever I can to change the world. Because when people are coming in and they are depressed, painful, have anxiety, or just want to relax and go out from the room and feel the difference, I made a change in the world. So that's it. And everything started with this corner of bench that hit my uh, tie. And here we are. Wow. That's amazing. And I know that you do make people feel amazing when they leave your office because Christiana has told me that. (laughs) Absolutely. And I've made referrals to Noah as well, right? There you go. Yeah, she's really, she's special. So the second part to the question. Oh, about, uh, yeah. Yes. So it's very interesting. When you go through the process of radiation or, or chemo, which I didn't get, there is a change in your taste buds. Mm. And, and I remember that I couldn't stand most of the ordinary food that was on the table. Mm. And this is when my love story with greens started. And the funny thing is that whenever I was eating these greens, I had this bitter taste in my mouth, which I loved because it was it was very dominant. And other food that I was eating didn't have the taste that I was familiar with before. So for me, the greens became the comfort food. <laughs> Since then, Christiana, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> Salad. Salad, avocado, and olive oil. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. So greens and lots of water. And I, I, it sounds funny, but I'm very picky for healthy food. So that's not funny. That's great. That's amazing. No, it's it's amazing, but it's uh, you know, it came from I I grew up in a house where my mom was vegetarian and she cooked for everybody. So everybody says that it was amazing. I never liked the cooked food. And later on, when I was older, I said to her, How did you cook without taste it? And she said, well, I went by the book. I said to her, oh, I cannot go by the book with anything in my life. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I'm eating, I'm eating lots of healthy food. I have to admit that, yeah, once in a while I'll look for some junk. But it's not, it's not part of my everyday. Mm. That's interesting. So by default, you became more like a vegetarian, not full vegetarian, but... I would say pescatarian, Mm -hmm. you know. It's like, this will be my choice. 
Mm-hmm. But take me to Italian restaurant with good pasta? Yeah, I won't say no. <laughs> no chance. And maybe you could even order in Italian, huh, Noah? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> wow, that is such an amazing story. So, um, I guess I'm going to take this from Sherry. So what, what are some of life lessons that you want to leave with our listeners? Like in the sense you've been dealing as a practitioner, like just from pulling from your experiences, how people come to you, what you do to help at least some, some things that help them, you know, get back on their feet to fight. I think that I, I think that I was helping them to extend their the boundaries between them and and other figure in their life, means their physicians, any practitioners that involved in what they have, but more to tell people it's like it's yours. Nobody can decide for you. You're the one that will make the difference. You're the ma- the one that if you believe, you can you can do it. And and if people tell you that you can't, show them that you can. All right. <laughs> Determination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing it through a very bland preaches you know I'm not when people are asking questions I touch the core of what they're asking and I'm not trying to wrap it and I'm not trying to sugarcoat it and if if there is if there is shit just deal with it even if it doesn't smell well <laughs> Yes. I think one of the biggest things I'll take away from our chat is about the whole listening to your gut. Because I think something that people are afraid of sometimes, you know, and you're afraid of knowing the truth. But I think that the the faster you get to knowing what the problem is, the faster you can get to coming up with a solution, coming up with a plan to make things better. So that is like the first thing that I will take away from our chat today. And maybe the second thing is just, you know, mindset. Yes, I think that I definitely usually have the right mindset to make it over a hump. But I could also use my mindset to help others. And I think that's part of what Christiana and I are doing with with our podcasts also is sharing the knowledge that we have and trying to empower other people to know that they, they have all the power in them to live a long and healthy life and to stay forever young, right, Christiana? And so I think Noah's story is also really an example of that as well. Like the example of determination and the right mindset to, to live your best life no matter how old you are, whether you're 19 or 59. And, how did you find this number like this? 
it's present in our mindset. <laughs> it is. It, it is. I'm going to celebrate next month my 58th birthday. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. going with my kids on track in Alberta. So in where? Sorry? In Alberta. Oh, in Alberta. Amazing. We're going on a hiking trip in uh, Alberta. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm choosing now between the hikes and my son said, will you be able to do the one that it's two and a half kilometers high? Yes. I said to him, mm, you asked me if I will be? Yeah, I will be. That's it. <laughs> and I think about it. Yeah, it's crazy. But, you know, this is a challenge. So age is nothing. Age is nothing. Yes. Oh, definitely you can. One thing my family knows is never to challenge me because I am fiercely <laughs> determined. They tell me I can't jump off the CN Tower. I'm gonna jump off. Yeah, me too. They are very you know, mom. Don't don't challenge mom, you know. So I, I, I think it's so important that you know when you have a focus, you have a mission, you have determination. No matter what, you know, fight, you know, and don't don't go it alone. Look for somebody yeah. to, to somebody talk to talk to. It could be a faith leader, it could be a practitioner, it could be you know somebody to counsel you about your mental health. You know, it could be family or just a trusted friend. Mind you, when terrible diagnosis come to us, the, like chronic illnesses and stuff, it is scary. You yeah. know, but there are ways out. Cancer has much better treatment now. And I think maybe just use this opportunity as well, just to say, get your checkup done. You know, go. We are so blessed to have free medical care here in Canada. Take advantage of it. You know, do all the things that you have to do because it's easy. I know like family jokes, like um, where a family member's friend, like they worked all their life. And then when they retired, the wife said, oh, go get checkup. And then they told them they had cancer and they died. It's not because they went for checkup. It's because they had not been going for checkup. <laughs> when you catch it early, there are lots yeah. of cancers that have good, good uh, prognosis these days. So even when you don't catch it early, but I've, I've listened to a lot of testimonies on YouTube, on, you know, virtual services and stuff, where determination, prayer, whatever your faith is, just, you know, believing sometimes really, really helps, you know. So thank you so much, Noah. That was such a great sharing of your story. Yes. Thank you, Noah, for being with us again today. Will you please remind our listeners on how they can connect with you? They can find the contact information on Google by my name. It's Noah Glusman Kaufman. They can call 647-502-2795. They can find me at Francinelli Glusman Integrative Medicine, and they can ask Sherry and Christiana. Yes, not to worry. We will tag you on our promos for this chat so people can find your information on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. Absolutely. Amazing. Yes, thanks again for the time. And we look forward. And it won't be next year that you come back. It will be oh, for sure. Okay. It'll be way before next year. <laughs> <laughs> <God>. Yes. <laughs> 
So thank you. And and, uh, until next time, I'm Christiana Eggy. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Until then, keep smiling because you're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggy and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. The podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.